If we take the base properties of graphene, it's about a thousand times more conductive than silicon, which means that if you were to put graphene into a silicon chip, it will potentially operate a thousand times faster. I think if we're talking about the semiconductor industry, silicon fen, over the past few years, there's been somewhat of a decline in the focus in that area. It's been replaced by more advanced technologies. I won't hold back from saying there are attractive environments around this world where Paragraph could have a bigger presence than it has in the UK in the future. Because there are clearer plans, there are clearer objectives in those areas and those plans and objectives are being supported by the administrations that are there. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. Are you a scaling business looking to take your financial management to the next level? Sage Intact is here to help. Sage Intact is a powerful cloud-based financial management system that delivers automation around billing, accounting and reporting. Voted market leaders by G2, Sage Intact is the ideal finance solution to scale your business. Learn more about how Sage Intact can support your growing business at www.sage.co.uk slash intact. Hello and welcome to the UKTN podcast, a weekly chat with the founders of some of the UK's high growth tech companies and other key stakeholders. In this series, we'll be exploring what entrepreneurship looks like in the UK right now, as well as getting tips from some of our most innovative business leaders and discussing the hot topics in the tech world. I'm your host, Jane Wakefield, and I'm joined today by Dr. Simon Thomas, the Chief Executive of Paragraph. Hi, Simon. Hi, Jane. Great to be here with you. Now, Paragraph is the first company in the world to mass produce graphene-based electronic devices. So, First up, let's talk about graphene. It's been described as a wonder material. What is it that makes it so special, Simon? Yeah, so so graphene's been around for almost 20 years now. And when it was first isolated in Manchester, one of the things that they saw about the material was its incredible conductive properties. So graphene is actually the most conductive material in the world when it's produced in its base state. So graphene's a single layer of carbon atoms which means it takes on some kind of incredible properties compared to bulk materials. As well as being electrically conductive, it's also very thermally conductive. So it's a material that has a set of properties that are game-changing in different worlds and different spaces, but particularly for electronics, it's extremely attractive. So what can we expect to see it doing in terms of changing those electronic devices that we know now and making them better? Yeah, it's a great question. There's been there's been a lot of theoretical work, a lot of uh, lab work done with graphene showing some pretty wonderful prototype devices, if you like. If we take the base properties of graphene, it's about a thousand times more conductive than silicon, which means that if you were to put graphene into a silicon chip in place of the silicon, it will p- potentially operate a thousand times faster. So at the base level, if you want a very simple example, potentially producing processors and computers that can operate a thousand times faster than today's computers just by simply changing from silicon to graphene, a different material. Its conductive properties also mean that it's very, very energy efficient. Those chips that we're talking about, those processors, not only would they be so much more faster, they'd also be incredibly more power efficient, basically using less than 10% of the power of today's chips. And Paragraph's proven that our first product, a magnetic field sensor, takes 10,000 times less energy 
than a silicon-based sensor. You sort of mentioned there something that is really important to the tech industry at the moment, which is sustainability. One of the problems with the electronic devices that we're making now is they rely on kind of precious materials that are finite, that need mining, that are going to run out. So what's the sort of process of creating graphene like? Is that sustainable as well as its ability to to save power? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the core of, of graphene, it's it's simply just carbon. It's a material that we're actually trying to to lock away at the moment. So turning that uh, base material into electronics is is great. You know, we, we're using a, a very abundant material source. And yeah, we're moving away from using some of those what people are calling critical minerals. And therefore, we're making devices much easier to make using base materials and base input chemicals that are a lot more readily available. Now, you opened a second manufacturing site in February. What are these sites like? What what do you do there? Are they like these big fab labs that cost billions of pounds that we're used to associating with traditional chips? Or, or is it a very different kind of look and feel? No, it, it is. I mean, I think the, the easiest way of, of saying what we are is, is, is a mini version, if you like, of those large labs. The reason that Paragraph has been able to be successful is because we've always looked at how do we integrate with the processes and the tools that the world understands today, i.e. allowing us to be able to operate and use standard tool sets to create our materials and our devices in the same way as you would with the silicon industry or the compound semiconductor industry. So we essentially use the same tool sets. We just we just don't have as many of them. We don't have the massive production lines that are producing billions and billions of chips a day. We're at the much smaller volume end of that. But if you walked into our, our facility today, if you looked at our clean rooms, the specialized rooms that these kits are sat in, anyone from the semicon industry would be able to look through the window and go, yes, we know that tool, we know that tool. It's just um, a mini-me version of it, if you like. And how quickly can you scale up? I mean, are you looking at opening a third facility? Absolutely. So our second site here in Huntingdon, where I'm sat right now, will allow us to scale from from what we have on our first site to millions of devices a month. So we're taking a big leap forward here in terms of volume production. And it is it is a, an almost copy and repeat process. Once we've got the, the production lines that, w- that, that we can create the devices from, adding more capacity, adding more infrastructure allows us to scale those volumes. And we have big ambitions to do that. As I say, this site here is going to take us into the millions of devices a month and Beyond that, we, we will be looking to scale into new sites as well. I mean, one of the things you probably saw in the news recently is we acquired a company over in San Diego in the US. Let's talk about that acquisition. First of all, before we talk about what it's sort of bringing to your company in terms of the tech, just in purely in terms of the acquisition, there'll be an awful lot of companies out there, startup companies, that will be really intrigued to see a British company acquiring a US company because it usually works the other way. So, you know, have you got any kind of tips as, and or, or even kind of warnings about getting involved in, in that acquisition? How easy was it? Yeah, it's it's been a great process, actually. I mean, you're right, it's quite, it's quite rare for a, a UK company to acquire a US tech company. But there were synergies between the companies were, were so strong that not just from a technical perspective, but also from a cultural perspective, being in the south of California, it was quite an interesting process. So we, we took on that company not only to expand our capabilities in certain areas of our technical roadmap, but also to bring in technical expertise that, that isn't really available in the UK. 
So the growth of Paragraph is, has been quite organic, but in this case, it was a focused, we need to take this extra step forward in a specific area. So hence, we, we, we wanted to go for a company like CardioBio. I mean, the process has been, been very interesting. Culturally, although we both speak the same language, uh, the US and the UK are, are quite different. So taking that approach of integrating those two different cultures, not, not just on the technical side, but also on the personal side, on the people side, the hearts and minds, if you like, of, of growing a business across quite a large uh, global gap has been, has been an interesting process. I mean, I would say the guys that we've, we've hired over in San Diego have been fantastic. Uh, we've had a great experience with them and together we're moving forward quite rapidly now. I'd say if you want to maybe look at some of the more negative sides, it's a long time to spend on a plane every time you need to go for a meeting. But that said, it's in the right region of the world that we need to be in to grow in the industries we want to. It's definitely a lot better weather over there than it is here. <laughs> well, we're having unusually lovely weather at the moment. Uh, very Californian feeling uh, here in Maidenhead, that's for sure. You said that, you know, it's all about that you needed them for a specific purpose. So what is that purpose? What is it that having Cardio Bio will allow you to do that you couldn't do before? In Paragraph at the moment, we, we kind of have two product groups or two almost released product groups. The first one is our magnetic field sensor, which is actively going into application spaces at the moment. Our second product group, if you like, is in biosensing. So this is taking a, a graphene chip and turning it into a product where you can sense a biological interaction with the chip that allows you to then understand whether something is present or not. So very, very important for the future of, for example, disease detection, very, very important for the future of agritech and veterinary science. So that chip is made up really of two essential parts. There's the, the underlying semiconductor part, if you like, that, that we create here and the paragraph has very deep knowledge in and very deep IP in. But then there's a chemistry part that goes on the surface of that chip, which is all to do with the biological interactions of the target molecules that you're looking for. And CardioBio were the world leaders in that sphere, particularly in, in the interaction with graphene materials. So already going for that market space and already developing our own approach to that biological uh, overlayer, if you like, but, but CardioBio having much, much more experience meant that we bringing the two companies together, we could rapidly accelerate our entry to market. And so that's what made the perfect sense about it, bringing two very much related companies from the graphene perspective but very different in terms of how they develop their product groups together to make a, a much, much stronger prospect. Now, bringing the story back to the UK, Paragraph has been spun out of Cambridge. How important do you see that Silicon Fen to the wider kind of British tech ecosystem? I think there's an incredible amount of innovation that comes out of this area. You know, Cambridge is... Uh, is just a hive of great ideas and great inventions. I think if we're talking about the semiconductor industry, Silicon Fen, over the past few years, there's been somewhat of a decline in the focus in that area. It's been replaced by more advanced technologies, for example, compound semiconductors like gallium nitride. There's some great companies coming out of this area looking at the future of semiconductor technologies, like, like Paragraph, bringing new materials to the market. So when we talk about how important is silicon fan? I think it's more important to say how important is the the whole semiconductor community coming out of, of Cambridge. And I think from an innovation perspective, there's some 
incredibly brilliant and groundbreaking and leading technologies coming out of not just the universities, but some of the surrounding private companies that are being set up as well. So Silicon Fen is a great name tag, but actually I think there's much more here than just that. And it is definitely a, a very, very important region for growing the future of semiconductor technologies and semiconductor products. A quick message from our sponsor. Are you a scaling business looking to take your financial management to the next level? Sage Intact is here to help. Sage Intact is a powerful cloud-based financial management system that delivers automation around billing, accounting and reporting. Voted market leaders by G2, Sage Intact is the ideal finance solution to scale your business. Learn more about how Sage Intact can support your growing business at www.sage.co.uk slash intact. Now, obviously, the UK government is very proud of what it sees as the UK's kind of leading stance in lots of different techs. But you've had some pretty strong words for the UK's semiconductor strategy, which was released recently. You described it as frankly flaccid. And to quote you, the strategy continues this trend of the Conservative administration proclaiming superlatives like becoming a technology superpower without defining what superpower actually means or delivering a plan of how we will even begin to reach this objective. That's pretty strong words. Sounds like you're pretty frustrated with with, with, with what they're coming out with. Yeah, being frank, absolutely. I, I think this country and, and the government in itself does try to drive some great strategies. And I, I think we, we've seen a lot of engagement from government recently with deep tech. One of the things that, that we have to understand is that most deep techs that are being developed now rely on one thing, semiconductors. Semiconductor chips are the lifeblood of everything now. And so if we don't have an understanding of how we're going to deliver those technologies for whether it's today's products or whether it's for the future of quantum or AI or all of these big buzzwords, we, we need the, te- the semiconductor technology strategies to be there. And that strategy might not be we do it in the UK. It might be we have partners outside the UK. You know, we might have alliances. I'm not saying everything needs to be within the sovereign borders. But the problem is to do that, we need to be able to understand as businesses what we can do where. I'm not necessarily talking about financial support here, but I'm talking about business support. I'm talking about business landscape support. Do we have the right infrastructure? Do we have the right skill sets? Can we grow those skill sets and infrastructure through the future to be able to deliver what we want? But more than that, what is it we want? I mean, the semiconductor strategy does have some core messages in there, but they don't go deep enough to, to allow business to understand what the country actually wants to see delivered. And for businesses like Paragraph, particularly on the cutting edge, that's really important because we want to know how we grow here in the UK. And without that kind of clarity of this is the defined plan, this is what we want to do this year, next year, the year after, this is how we're going to fundamentally skill this year, next year, the year after, this is how the infrastructure to grow manufacturing facilities is going to be brought into the marketplace. This is how the planning permission is going to work to enable manufacturing sites to be built. This is how the trade deals are going to work with other countries, both for import and export. So there's lots and lots of things that, while there's a high-level communication of intention, I would say, there is no real detailed plan that allows businesses, as I say, like Paragraphs, to help the government achieve that strategy. 
and, and that's what I'm calling for. And, that, and that's that's why I'm frustrated is because we look around the rest of the globe and you can see very well-defined strategies. There's, there's real clarity. I mean, people talk about the CHIPS Act in the US, but the reason they do that is it is so detailed in what it wants to achieve. It's so clear in what it wants to achieve. And the EU is doing the same now. South Korea has done it. Taiwan is doing it. And so to not have the same level of consideration, the same level of oversight and overview from what this country wants, it, it, it's really frustrating when you're based here. And, and is there only one or two specific details that you would urge the government to lay out? Number one, if we do want to grow a homegrown, significant volume, significant GDP generating industry, making stuff in the UK, the first thing is how are we going to resource that? Because we can bring in capital, we can, as I've mentioned before, we can invent all these ideas, great stuff coming out of all different regions of the UK at the moment, and bringing the capital in to be able to put infrastructure in, being, being able to put the facilities in is one thing, but who's going to do it? How is it going to be run? How is that future going to be able to grow? So that whole piece around creating opportunities for people to be able to get into this sector is, is a real, real big concern right now. And that doesn't mean we have to immediately educate here in the UK. It means how are we going to make it easier for people to come from different areas of the globe and come and work with us in the UK? There's been a lot of talk about visas. I'm not going to go into that. It's something else that upsets me considerably. But that that's big piece number one. Where do we get the skill sets that go beyond just the invention, go beyond just the novel production? And then the second thing is, it's that strategy about what we want to do here. You know, put a, put a flag in the ground and say, do we want to do silicon technologies at the, at, the, at the high end? Do we want to do compound technologies? Do we want to do new materials technologies? What about diamond? What about silicon carbide? The government cannot support everything, but what it can do is give a clear vision as to what we want to do, and then businesses will grow around that. The, the supply chain will grow around that. The value chain will grow around it. But until there's clear statements, we don't know what to set up. We don't know what to do. We don't know how we're supposed to work with government or how we're supposed to work within the, the ecosystems. Now, last year, you were so frustrated that you threatened to move Paragraph to the US. Is that still on the cards? Not quite sure. I, I, it, was a, it was actually threatening to move to the US. I think there is no doubt that Paragraph is going to be a global company. And I, I don't think my answer will be any different to, to another company that's, that's growing the same as Paragraph. We need to have a global presence. There is no doubt about that. If we want to play with the big fish, we've got to be where the big fish are. And we've got to find our customer bases. But certainly, I won't hold back from saying there are attractive environments around this world where Paragraph could have a bigger presence than it has in the UK in the future. Because there are clearer plans, there are clearer objectives in those areas, and those plans and objectives are being supported by the administrations that are there to enable those companies to grow, to enable, enable those communities to grow. And of course, the US, it's, it's been very, very vocal over the over the last few months, the US is certainly very attractive. Some of our, some of our biggest markets are there, but of course, having that foot up, if you like, to to help us grow our business as well is is, is an attractive prospect. You said the US. Is there anywhere else? Then it sounds like you're thinking of other places as well. Well, you know, the the EU have just put out some great plans for supporting the types of businesses that Paragraph are. There's always regions of Asia where where you can you can get some some great 
um, incentives that allow you to accelerate your business. It's not about the specific injection at that point, but it's what you can do going forward with those incentives. But there are a lot of regions of the world that have now realized that investing in deep tech, investing in the next generation of technologies, particularly with what's happened with the chip shortage that was over the past couple of years and the need for for new technologies in those areas, the world has kind of woken up to saying, actually, you know what, let's bring these companies here. Let's make sure that we've got the access to these technologies. And there's security aspects to that as well, which I'm sure you're aware about. But yeah, there are, there are many options now available for companies like Paragraph to, to grow. You've probably seen recently the Middle East is investing massively now in new technologies. And that that's, that's only a very recent development. It sounds like you're keeping your options very much open. And you, you touched there on how geopolitics is increasingly playing a huge role in the wider tech world, but very specifically with in the chip industry. We had the perfect storm of COVID, a fallout with China, terrible weather in, in, in some parts of the world that affected manufacture of chips and the chip shortage that you alluded to. So how do you see that playing out more widely beyond what Paragraph can do, but more generally? It sounds as if you're seeing lots of countries thinking about this now, but obviously it takes a lot of time to build these labs. Are we going to see continue to see the chip shortage? Can we kind of get around it? What, what are your general thoughts around that? I think the landscape is certainly getting better. There's been a lot of security concerns as well about making sure that chips are available within those regions that people want them so the different chips acts around the world have been you know the outcome of this and therefore chip shortage will go away there's no doubt about that almost has to a certain extent some of the more complex chips there's still a shortage of but over the next two to three years the fab capacity or the the, the foundry capacity, the places where these chips are made, is going to increase massively. There's huge new sites being built in the US. There's commitments to build huge new sites in the EU. Same things are happening in different countries in, in Asia as well. So the volume of supply that's required will right itself. I actually believe that we're going to be in an overcapacity situation in the years to come because there's been such a snap into making sure that capability and capacity is available that so much is being built that we'll have this this uh, kind of cyclic wave i think of not enough capacity and then way too much capacity but but that's only a good thing because what it means is for companies like paragraph new facilities or facilities that don't have a demand on them will become available for new technologies to be brought through at a quicker pace and i think that can only be a very good thing because we then get into the world of how do we bring, as I mentioned before, things like silicon carbide technologies, diamond technologies, graphene technologies, two-dimensional material technologies through uh, into those real electronic devices. And so actually, I think the future is very bright. I think we'll get through that chip shortage. We'll get through to the point where everybody is, is comfortable again. But then we'll have this overcapacity that allows R&D to move at a faster rate, which is fantastic. Now, it's been a whirlwind year for Paragraph. Is there anything else in the pipeline that you're planning for the next year or so? Maybe a holiday, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Paragraph's growth plans are going to continue at the same pace. Uh, really, we've, we've entered the world of commercialization of some of our products now. So this is getting towards larger volume supply, penetrating the, the Asian marketplace. I think we're 
probably pretty clear that Paragraph will want to expand at least some of its capabilities over into, into Asia, so placing some sites in Asia, initially from a commercial perspective, but then developing along the lines that we need to to supply those market spaces. So that's going to be really exciting, uh, going the other way around the globe. But really our main goals are to get our facilities up and running to produce the volume levels that we can. We have a couple of new technologies coming along as well, which are going into different market spaces in uh, communications. So really we're bringing these new technologies to market to allow people to understand that graphene can now be used and can go into electronics technologies because once the material is available and once you understand how to use it you can bring all of its great properties all of its great characteristics and capabilities into any electronics device and that's the big vision of paragraph let's get the new materials vertically integrated into the electronics world because once we do that those new materials will supercharge not just today's technologies not just what we're seeing in our mobile phones and our consumer goods but tomorrow's technologies so next generations of medical diagnostics next generations of transport next generations of clean energy vehicles and so forth so that's our real goal over the next the next year or so is to get that next step towards the world realizing that there is a major change coming and that they can be a part of it you know we're a collaborative company so if people want to come and have a chat and see what we could do together Please do. You mentioned communications. Can you be more specific about what area of communications you're looking at next? Yeah, absolutely. So 5G communications, so radio frequency communications and helping bring that level of technology. So what's generally generally still using some silicon technologies into a world of new materials where we can operate at higher frequencies and more importantly, at much lower powers, as I mentioned earlier, Graphene has a much lower power requirement. So therefore, you make things more portable. You make things more lightweight. You also make them more energy efficient. Your battery in your phone can last for longer, which is always a good thing. Now that is music to my ears indeed. And I can't possibly let you go without mentioning that Paragraph was recently nominated for the Robert Engineering Prize, which I'm assuming is a pretty big deal. How important, given that you're at sort of like the cutting edge of tech, how important are these kind of prizes to you? I mean, the McRobert Award from the Royal Academy of Engineering is is really important. It is the UK Engineering Excellence Award. And to be recognised, at least be on the shortlist for that award, you know, is it's an honour. It is really an honour. It, it, it highlights to, to everybody, particularly in the company, but particularly we work with and, and around the UK, just how much great engineering work has gone into what we're doing. And I'm not just, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about the staff that we have in the company, all the achievements that they've made to get our technologies to market. It was not a simple job and still it's quite complex, but to be nominated for an award like that is, it's fabulous. You know, it's it's great to get the recognition that the hard work we're putting in is actually making a real world difference and people are seeing that. So yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Simon, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you about the brave new world of graphene. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for on this week's edition of the UKTN podcast. To keep up to date with all the latest UK tech developments, head over to www.uktech.news. Don't forget to follow UKTN on LinkedIn and Twitter, where you can also follow me at Jane Wakefield with your comments and suggestions about the show. Until next time, goodbye from me. Are you a scaling business looking to take your financial management to the next level? Sage Intact is here to help. 
Sage Intact is a powerful cloud-based financial management system that delivers automation around billing, accounting and reporting. Voted market leaders by G2, Sage Intact is the ideal finance solution to scale your business. Learn more about how Sage Intact can support your growing business at www.sage.co.uk intact.